most important thing happening this year is happening from July the 25th to July the 29th. And it is called Greater Works. Greater Works is happening morning sessions at Christ Temple and the evening sessions at the Independence Square. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And now, today's word. I'm starting on a series I've titled Generosity. Generosity. Generosity is the um, act or the act of being liberal, being willing, and being giving. And we're going to talk about the spirit of generosity, what it is, and what it does in our lives. God has called us to be generous people. My foundational text for today is going to be found in the book of Isaiah chapter 32 and we're going to read verses 1 to 8. Isaiah chapter 32 verses 1 to 8. Isaiah, as you know, is in your Bible. Are you ready? It says, Behold, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice. A man will be as a hiding place from the wind and a cover from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. The eyes of those who see will not be dim, and the ears of those who hear will listen. Also the heart of the rush will understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers will be ready to speak plainly. The foolish person will no longer be called generous, nor the miser said to be bountiful. For the foolish person will speak foolishness, and his heart will work iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error against the Lord, to keep the hungry unsatisfied, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. Also the schemes of the schemer are evil. He devises wicked plans to destroy the poor with lying words. Even when the needy speaks, seeks, speaks justice. But a generous man devises generous things. And by generosity he shall Stand. Now this verse of scripture in the book of Isaiah is a messianic prophecy. When we say that something is a messianic or a scripture is a messianic prophecy, it means that it is a prophecy pointing to the coming of the Messiah. And there are several of such prophecies about the first coming of Jesus at his birth and the ministry of Jesus as well as his second coming, which we anticipate. So this prophecy is a messianic prophecy. And it talks about a king who shall reign, and that king is King Jesus. And under his reign, there is spiritual order. When Christ reigns in a place, when Christ rules in a place, 
there are some things that happen and we're going to look at the things a few things about the rule of Christ Christ begins his reign over our hearts Jesus does not start ruling over us in our communities or in our churches or in our nation he starts from the heart the heart of the people the first place that Jesus wants to be Lord over is over our hearts. He first establishes his throne in our hearts and brings his kingdom into our lives. The second place that he sets his throne is over his body. The body of Christ is called the church. So he starts with our hearts, and then he goes to his body, the church. When individuals who have Christ in their hearts, who we call born again or people who have given their lives to Jesus or have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, come together to worship, the Bible calls them the body of Christ. And so Christ reigns in their hearts and when they come together, because he's already in their hearts, he is then the ruler of that body. So the church comes under the rulership of Christ. The third place that Christ reigns is over the world. Over the world. But his rule over the world actually takes place in the millennium reign of Christ. After the rapture of the church, the great tribulation, the millennium reign of Christ Jesus. That is when the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. But for now, the two places where Christ reigns is in the hearts of those who have received him and in his body, the church, the body of Christ. When he rules, when he rules or when he reigns in a place According to the prophecy we read, we read, a few things happen. It says that his princes shall lead in justice. That means that those who are under the rule of Christ provide justice to the world. It says there will be protection. There will be a clarity of vision. Those who see will not have dim eyes. There will be understanding. There is clear communication. They will not uh, stammer, and then he says there will be generosity. So when Christ rules, there is generosity. For now, he's not ruling over the world. So we cannot demand or expect generosity in the world. But there are two places he rules, in our hearts and in his church, in his body. And in those two places, when the king is in his place, there is generosity in the verse 5 we read the foolish person will no longer be called generous now, normally when I read the Bible and uh, I see words like foolish I find it difficult to talk about it because you it was seems like I'm insulting you but I'm not I'm just quoting scripture it says the foolish person will no longer be called generous though nor the miser said to be bountiful then in verse 8 it says but a generous man 
devises generous things and by generosity he shall stand. There are two kinds of people and attitudes mentioned in this passage. The first is the miser. The miser. Who is a miser? A miser is one who hoards and withholds. A miser is one who hoards and withholds. The passage describes the act of hoarding and withholding as foolish. That's strange because somehow in our natural world we think the more you hoard, the more you keep, the more you have, the wiser you are. In God's kingdom, when the king is reigning, the more you hoard, the more you withhold, the more foolish you become. In God's kingdom, hoarding is not wise. But you know, the natural instinct of man is to hold back. And all of us get nervous when something we have has to be released. Right from childhood, we all manifest the instinct of hoarding. Children withhold things. When you want to take things from them, they cry over and over and over. You have two children playing with toys, and the toys are supposed to entertain them, but they use it to hit each other. And one wants to take the other one's toy, and he refuses to give because the human being generally is not prone towards generosity. Our natural instinct is that when something is with us, we must keep it. But the Bible says this about the hoarder or the miser, that they will experience shortage. So in God's economy, hoarding does not release abundance. As a matter of fact, in God's economy, hoarding leads to shortage. The one who withholds what he has loses what he has. And I just want to believe that there is no miser in the house today. Tell the person next to you, I'm not a miser. Because if you are, the description for you is not very exciting. You are called foolish. And the Bible says you will not prosper. You will not prosper. You're going to have shortage. The second person or the second attitude that is described in the passage is the generous. The generous. The generous refers to people who are willing, noble, and give liberally. Those who are willing, those who are noble, and those who are liberal. When you study the root Hebrew word for the word generous, it means nobility. A noble person. It's a noble act to be generous. It's, it's a sign of the nobility of your soul to be generous. Generosity comes from a willing heart. Generosity goes against our natural instinct. But God teaches that giving does not diminish our resources. Because it says 
in the passage that the generous person will stand. And that word simply means will accomplish much. The generous person will accomplish much. The miser will suffer shortage. The generous person will accomplish much. Now, the natural instinct of man is to keep what he has. Because logically, it seems as if the more you keep, the more you have. It seems logical. Under the king's rule, the more you keep, the more you lose. The more you give, the more you have. And when the king comes to rule in our heart, he imparts that spirit of generosity into our hearts. The one who gives has more. That simply means that generosity is a manifestation of wisdom and stinginess is a manifestation of the opposite of wisdom, which is foolishness. But generosity and stinginess or being a miser and being generous is a mindset. It's in your mind. It's the way we think. Because according to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 6 to 7, miser behavior is an attitude of the heart. It's the way we think in our hearts. Listen to how Proverbs chapter 23, verse 6 and 7 describes that mindset. It says, do not, it's a command, do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. Do not. When somebody's a miser and he offers you something, the Bible says, don't take it. That's scripture. I'm not, I'm not making, a, making it up. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. Why? Verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So when the miser says, take, don't take. Because his mouth says take, but his heart is angry. And if you take, you find a way of taking it back. Because generosity is a spirit, it's a mindset, it's an attitude of the heart. And stinginess is a spirit, it's a mindset, it's an attitude of the heart. When somebody is a stingy person, they are stingy. And they are stingy with everything. So, misers have what I call a scarcity mentality. The scarcity mentality lives life from the point of view of scarcity. When people have a scarcity mentality, they believe that there is not enough in the world for everybody. There is not enough for everybody. They think in terms of limited resources. 
in their minds if someone else has something it means there is left less left for them when a person has a scarcity mentality anytime they see resources they have a sense that the resources are not enough and because the resources are not enough if somebody has it they would not have it and because they don't want to be in a situation where they don't have they must have it first or have it all it's a scarcity mentality and when you grow up with a scarcity mentality you always grab things mices have a scarcity mentality they have a difficult time sharing anything whether it is recognition or power or profit they don't share even those who help them to achieve what they have they don't share because they feel if they share they lose they are stingy and selfish with everything with money with affection with appreciation stinginess is a spirit it's an attitude so when a person has a spirit they can't even be nice you work with them money comes they want to have all the money they employ you the business prospers they want to have a big salary but nothing goes to anybody else it's a stingy spirit a mysest spirit and I know none of you has it so just relax you don't have it but it's a spirit it's a spirit of stinginess it's a scarcity mentality and because they have a scarcity mentality they are always scheming to cut corners they want to reap where they have not sown and they have a very hard time being genuinely happy for the success of other people